it is one of the easiest things I think to add into your expenses for your business. It's one of the easiest things to add in. Yeah. And I would say if you have a business that you have been receiving income for Mm -hmm. and your tax accountant has not asked you about this, I would look for a new tax accountant. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's dime piece bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. I am Sydney Conway, one of your hosts and your money maven. And I'm um, Sid's dime piece bestie, Kristen, and assistant, and all the things. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, and this is episode 20. I know. I can't believe yeah. it. We haven't stuck with 20 of anything. <laughs> I know. Really, though. This is great. Like, we're on a roll here. We are on a roll. We haven't missed a week. I know. Go so us. proud of us. And if you guys have been listening to 20 episodes in a row, thank you. We appreciate yes. it. Go you. You're sticking with it, too, getting all the tips and tricks. So that's exciting. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about home office deductions. So as a business owner, as a 1099 contractor, what you can do to use your home office as a deduction for your taxes. All right. All right. Well, I have tons of questions about this. So Perfect. you hit it and I will just interject as I do. <laughs> All right. So one of the main pieces of having this home office deduction is that it's exclusive and regular use of this space in your house as your office. So it's used exclusively for conducting business. So if it's a particular room in your house, that's that it is used as your office. You can't say that it's your whole house is used just for your office. It has to truly be like a a room in your house or a section of your house that you can measure. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. I work from home. I have two kids. I'm not in an office all the time. Mm -hmm. I have a room in my house that is our office, right? but I am working from the kitchen counter. I'm working from the sunroom. I'm working from their playroom. I'm working wherever they mm-hmm. are. So do I just call the office, the deduction space, but right. I'm all over the place. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's basically what it would be. You'd have the separate offices like this is our office, but I mean, a normal business owner is working from a thousand different places. Right. So as long as you can really say like this area of the house for the square footage purposes is exclusively office use. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of separate that and stand by that. Yes, you can use that particular room. Uh, You wouldn't want to say, you know, I work 20% in my kitchen and 30% over here and 40% over here. It just would probably be a red flag if you really called it out like that or Mm -hmm. tried to get a ton of deductions from it. Given like it might be hard. I'm not, uh, you know, an IRS agent, so I don't know what they're typically looking for in that deduction. But you just want to make sure that it's something that you can stand by your reasoning and your logic for. So Having a room square footage specifically broken out in relation to the square footage of your house is the guidance that is recommended. Is there like a ratio that you should say? And so if your house is like so much square footage, like it has to be like you can't say it's like (laughs) almost the whole house. There's a simplified option, too, for for calculating your home office. So if you wanted to just do all of your bills of your house by this specific area. So you're not able to to say 
the Wi-Fi in this room is specifically for the office. The cable in this room is specifically for the office. The electric, the you know mortgage payment. If you can't attribute the very specific things to the business and you're taking percentages, mm -hmm. you'd use the simplified option. Mm -hmm. And that would be just taking the square footage of the office versus the house mm -hmm. and then multiplying it by that percentage by all of those bills. Gotcha. So that would be the simplified option. And when you're calculating that, you can use up to 300 square feet. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a good mm -hmm. tip. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think it's that the, the prescribed rate or the simplified rate is like $5 a square foot is what the very, very simplified option is hmm. for that. Okay. Yeah. But if you can directly attribute bills that are specifically business related, they're solely for that office. Like if you have a way to differentiate it or you have two Wi-Fi routers, one's for the office and say is like your business Wi-Fi, you have like Comcast for business or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's truly the business Wi-Fi, then that whole piece of that would be a write-off. Okay. Yeah. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So you do want this to be the principal place of business. So if you have another full-blown office that you're at every single day, you really can't call your home office your home office. If really? you are, yes. Yeah, so it has to be the principal place. So if you're going other places to work, you would just want to be confident in saying like, I, I do work majority of the time at home or that you would be comfortable supporting that if you were ever to be audited. I do think it's pretty common that people go work in other places and then also write off their home office. But you, if say you're never at home and you want to write off a whole home office, I just know that, you know, it's, exactly. it's, generally supposed to be for the principal place of your business. Again, like you, you're the one that has to support and be comfortable with what you're claiming. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of ways to just get deductions. It doesn't always mean that they are applicable to you and they're right in that situation. So the true IRS guideline is that it must be your principal place of business, the place where you meet your patients, your clients, your customers, and the normal course of your business. Or it can be a separate structure not attached to your home. So, you know, say you used your garage for your business or you used, a, you know, a, a structure on your property. You can claim that whole thing, but it's typically supposed to be where the primary place of business is conducted. So I have a Maverick membership and mm -hmm. I come here. To, well, I used to come here all the time to work, right. but now I don't get to anymore. So that wouldn't be a flag because I have the membership and it's an option, but it's not where I come. Right. And I think co-working spaces are a little bit different too, because it's, it's just a membership to a space. The business isn't paying for the utilities. The business isn't paying gotcha. for the Wi-Fi. You know, you're just paying a membership to belong somewhere else. It would be similar to joining a networking group that gave you access to a space or something like that. So if you're going and bouncing around to meet new people or have somewhere else to work, that's not considered your full-time office. Right. You would just have like a membership there. So your full-time office can still be at your house, your primary place, but you can still have, you know, memberships to pop in different places to work. That would be like saying you couldn't go to Starbucks and pay $5 for, you know, $25 a day if you're getting coffee and food. Right. And that's the same thing as getting like a day pass to a co-working space or something like that. Oh. Uh, so the simplified option was just kind of taking that $5 a square foot up to 300 square feet. The regular method is where you would go through and you would calculate all of these different items. So it would include your mortgage interest, your insurance, utilities, repairs, and depreciation. And then it would also include any of the furniture that's actually in that. And that's where some of that depreciation would be considered as well. So say you bought a, you know, a massive desktop and that might be something that's an asset on your books because it's a company property, 
but the depreciation of that home office and the furniture in there would also be a, a typical business expense too. When do you use the simplified option and when do you use the regular method? Uh, that's something your tax accountant does. You would do that. You would have to prepare that. And I would say you would want to do whichever one probably gets you more. So if you know that you really don't have a lot of expenses or you don't calculate it, like you don't keep track of it, at the end of the year, you can do the simplified method. Um, but if you're somebody, it would be like your standard deduction versus saving all the receipts, you know, for tax okay. time. You know, you can get the standard deduction or you can save all the receipts. You can calculate it all yourself and you can get more, but you have to have all the support for it. Mm -hmm. So for the regular method, you would just have to have all the support for it, where the simplified method, you don't necessarily have to have all the support for it. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. There are some limitations to this. Obviously. It's yes, the <laughs> exactly. <Go ahead. laughs> so the limitations are that the home office deduction that you take cannot exceed the gross income from the business minus your home business expenses. Okay. So your business, you can't put yourself into a net loss just by adding your home, home office. office. Okay. It would only up be up to the point of you showing a loss. You okay. couldn't put yourself into the, the negative negatives. with your home business expense and then say, oh, I don't know any money on taxes. It would be that it would it would reduce your tax liability, but you, it can't throw you into the, the negative. Gotcha. Yeah, it can only reduce to basically zero. So say you ha were showing net income in the books of, you know, well, we're just going to use easy small numbers, $100, and your home office is $105. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't show then a negative five. You would just show zero. Gotcha. You'd only be able to write off the amount that would get you to that Which you would number. think. I mean, that seems right. logical. Exactly. A lot of the stuff that you explained that the government wants does not seem logical to me, like sales taxes. Yep. This seems logical. <laughs> yeah. I'm still stuck on sales taxes. Yeah. Anyway, Well, sales taxes are tough. A lot of people are stuck on yeah. those all the time. Yeah. That episode blew my mind. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. You definitely want to make sure that you keep good records for this. Keep your detailed expenses, what you're using for your home so that you can calculate everything accurately. And also for the IRS audit, if that whatever happened to you, mm -hmm. you want to have all those records and uh, all those receipts available. Luckily, a lot of our home office stuff is digital at mm -hmm. this point. So it's very easy to pull up what your mortgage interest was for the year. It's very easy to pull up what your utilities for the year were. But having that calculation saved, so where you would add everything up, maybe in an Excel spreadsheet so that you have that Know Your Worth has a home office deduction calculator that we can send you. Oh, awesome. If you're interested. You yeah. Of course. Yeah, you do. we do. We have that available. It's one of the first templates that I built out, actually. So super cool. all you have to do is go through your personal expenses and kind of fill everything in. It'll total it all up. You put in the square footage of your office, the square footage of your house, and it'll tell you what the deduction is for that. Super awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a question. There's like special forms that go with like everything that we talk about. Yes. Is there a form that goes with this? Yes. So Form 8829, mm. <laughs> if you are using the regular <laughs> method, yes, the, the 8829, if you're using the regular method, expenses related to the business use of your home are calculated on this form. Okay. So, and it's filed with your form 1040 at the end okay. of the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're a genius. Well, Google helps me a lot too. So, you know, <laughs> your, your tax professionals and your CPAs and your, all of your licensed professionals and any of your professional services, people are Googling things too. So we just we just know where to Google but and what resources to look at. But yeah, it, it's difficult to go through all the forms and things that are required. So 
Right. Leave it to us. We'll figure it out and we'll get back to you on it. <laughs> well, I have another question because now that I've learned about different state requirements, is this different in every state or is it the same at all? Some states are different. Yes. Of so course they are. <laughs> some states are different. You always want to be aware of your specific state and the requirements that they have. So always go onto your state website. Just do a quick Google. So that is the gist of the home office deductions. Mm -hmm. It is one of the easiest things, I think, to add into your expenses for your business. It's one of the easiest things to add in. Yeah. And I would say if you have a business that you have been receiving income for Mm -hmm. and your tax accountant has not asked you about this, I would look for a new tax accountant. Yeah, I uh, I would say, you know, you want a tax accountant and a bookkeeper, but the tax accountant's the one that's actually filing the main things. So from a bookkeeping perspective, this won't be something that I would add into your business books. Mm-hmm. This is something that you add in after. At the end. Yes. It's yeah. on the personal, not on the business. And so with this, you would just want this to be kind of an added in line item on your personal tax return. So it's not necessarily you know, a journal entry in your business books. Mm-hmm. It's on, it's kind of on the back end. Which to me doesn't make sense because it's, it's a business thing, but why is it on your personal? Right. It's just another reason why we need professionals in our lives. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because if I did your it taxes, is. it'd be like a purple crayon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my yep. kid's calculator. <laughs> yep. 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 No, I, I mean, it, it's, it is weird. There's a lot of information that you need to know. Yeah. There's a lot of information that you need to know. Yeah. And if your tax professionals are not, Guiding, guiding you, you really should look and see, are you, are you losing out in deductions and, and getting these write-offs? Are you losing out on this money? You know, if you're trying to go the cheap route, if you're somebody that's, and even some of the times when you file by yourself, like TurboTax, they kind of walk through, like, do you have a home office? Do you work yeah. primarily from home? Like they do give you good prompts to go through that. You might not know how to collect that data on your own. So if you're filing yourself or you're going through TurboTax or something like that, we went through TurboTax for a long time before having multiple businesses. It's just so much, I feel so much better about going to a tax professional that can give me some more insight. But if they're not helping you kind of raise flags on where you should be focusing your attention on what other deductions you can get, you might want to look somewhere else because that's something that they should be helping. Yeah, Yeah, they should be helping you with. And I do think that there's a lot of tax professionals out there that come time, come tax season, they're overwhelmed and they can't help you at the end of the year. So it's something where you want to be having conversations with your tax professional throughout the year so that you can be making sure that you have all these deductions lined up. That's a good point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So get in front of your tax accountants, get all your receipts, figure out all your stuff. If you need the Excel breakout, we can send that over to you. And again, those, this typically would be on the back end. So if you're not having this conversation with your bookkeeper, that's normal. You can always ask your bookkeeper. If you ask, if one of my clients asked me a question like this, I would direct them to the spreadsheet that we have and I would give them some guidance on what to put. But I'm not the one that would actually be filing this information, this information. for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great tips, Sid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. home office is a good one. It's a big one. If you're independent contractor, self-employed or have your own business, you should absolutely look at getting your home office deductions in order. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. So this was a quick one. Yeah. yeah. I like our little bite-sized ones. Yeah. Little helpful tips. Yeah. Tidbits here and there. Busy. So mm-hmm. Banging it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, enjoy. Let us know if you have any other questions on home office deductions and we can take it from there. Yeah. See you next week. Bye guys.
If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. I'm taking a quick break in this episode because I think for us business owners who don't have an accounting degree, we all pretty much agree that taxes are the worst part of running our businesses, right? Thankfully, Sydney put together three guides for us to make it so much simpler to tackle this part of our business. The first is the monthly bookkeeping checklist, which includes the tasks we need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. I would not survive without this. Then you're going to want to check out the guide on the 75 plus tax write-offs so you can make sure you're including all of the right expenses when you go to do your bookkeeping so you're not overpaying. And the final guide you need is the tax planning questions to ask your accountant, which is going to make you 10 times more confident when talking to someone who is helping you with your taxes. The links for all of these guides are in the show notes for you. Now back to the episode. <laughs> 